Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. Welcome to episode nine of From the Den Podcast, where today we will be covering the Bears running back situation. I'm very excited for this episode talking about uh, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, and, you know, some other acquisitions that the Bears should make. So, Warren, you got a first question or any other notes that you want to make before we jump in? Oh, I think that this is going to be an interesting episode, especially considering how complex this Bears running backs, all of them are, and how they're being utilized. But the first question I have is, is or should David Montgomery be the Bears franchise running back? Because the Bears historically have the Bears historically are known as a team with good running backs and great defenses. They've had Walter Payton, Gail Sayers, even Matt Forte, Neil Anderson, all these great running backs. Do you think Dave Montgomery will come in and fit that mold, or do you think they need to find someone else? Um, well, right now, well, when you're talking about is and uh, should, like do I think versus what the organization thinks, right now I don't think that the organization has given up faith on Montgomery just yet. I mean, in recent years, actually, they have been pretty uh, – pretty what's the word like they're pretty harsh when look uh judging running backs uh with jeremy langford jordan howard they're gone pretty quickly so i mean obviously with any organization running backs are valued lower than quarterbacks and they're valued pretty low in general because they're like arguably the least valuable position in football so i like i don't think that matt or ryan pace will be as stubborn with letting go of david montgomery as he would be with uh Trubisky, as we discussed in the quarterback episode. But with that said, I still think that they're definitely going to have faith in Montgomery for a few more years. He showed a lot of potential last year, despite um, despite his lackluster play, which I think was in part due to the offensive line, which we'll get onto later. Uh, Montgomery definitely showed a lot of potential. So for now, the organization still has faith in him. And as for my opinion, I mean, I said I still – believe like I still definitely have faith in David Montgomery I think that his bad production last year was largely due to the offensive line so this organization should give him another chance if it doesn't work out in two years then fine like I said not a very valuable position but for now he still is the Bears franchise running back first of all I would like to say it seems like the Bears are always trying to find their franchise running back and they're like you said they're being very picky and I think it's interesting because the Bears have had solid run, not amazing. I mean, don't get it wrong, not amazing. But it feels like the Bears are always used to having such great running backs that when they see an average running back, they're not content. They need a better running back than average because they feel like the only way to play Bears football is with above average running backs. And they, I feel like they're trying to chase to get that guy. And that's why they're being kind of impatient with some of their running backs. Well, also, something that you have to take into account or just like something to think about is that normally Jordan Howard, for example, he would fit the mold as a regular Bears running back, whereas Dave Montgomery might fit the mold more as a Matt Nagy running back because uh, he wants running backs that can catch the ball. And that might be why uh, Jordan Howard didn't last very long in a Nagy offense, whereas Matt Nagy uh, likes Dave Montgomery and he might last longer. Yeah, but I, I going back to the question, I think that the Bears should and they will treat Dave Montgomery as their running back of the future. And I think for multiple reasons, but the biggest reason is that when you watch Dave Montgomery run, take out the stats. Stats show a lot, but they don't show the whole story. And the story of Dave Montgomery's rookie year is that he played great and his stats weren't amazing. And I think 
that there's so many different things that went wrong for him in the sense that maybe he on the field, he played great, but the coaching wasn't great. Just the offensive line wasn't great. The quarterback wasn't great. Everything didn't work in his favor. I think stuff will slowly and slowly start to build more to him. And the offense, I think, will start to realize his talent and start to build around him instead of him trying to fit into the offense. Right. Like, well, I don't know if that was his fault last year. Where Like, him trying to fit into the offense, like, I, I, he's not really the deciding factor in if he gets involved in the offense. So it'll really be up to Nagy, I think, also. Yeah, but I think as that time, when as time goes on, they're going to realize that they can't win or they can't be an average offense with relying on Matt, on Mitchell Trubisky and Matt yeah, of course, and like they definitely need to involve the run game if they want to have a good offense. Average because Nick Foles may be an upgrade, but he's not upgrading this offense to an average offense. This offense needs a good running game. Look at like Minnesota. I don't think Kirk Cousins is an amazing, amazing Pro Bowl quarterback, but he plays like a Pro Bowl quarterback because they run the ball and go off of play action. That's what the Bears need to do. The Bears need to make sure Dave Montgomery is their offense and go off of that instead of having the quarterback their offense and go off of the running back. Well, and I'll ask you, like, do you have enough faith that David Montgomery, like, do you believe enough in David Montgomery's skill set that you think that if they build off of David Montgomery that they will be successful? Well, what I will say is that we'll talk about Tariq Cohen later, but I think that the Bears should have gotten another running back, just maybe not an amazing running back, maybe in a sixth-round running back a something something maybe even sign one for like a million or two million dollars to have behind Dave Montgomery because Montgomery is great but to, and also Tariq Cohen is great Tariq Cohen get five or six carries seven carries a game Montgomery Montgomery I hope he gets like 18 a game but I want the Bears to be running the ball 30 times a game I want them to go and run the ball down their throats and go off of play action that helps the off that helps the quarterback the Bears have good running back in Dave Montgomery, Tariq Cohen can be used in that sense. And I feel like, honestly, if you run the ball and then go off and play action, creativity with Matt Nagy, I would say his greatest strength is creativity. And I get that Matt Nagy's an uh, offensive coach in the sense that he doesn't like running the ball as much as some other coaches. But I do believe that if you run the ball and go off and play action, then not only will your offense become more open, it'll be easier for the quarterbacks, but you'll be able to be more creative as Matt cool. Nagy. I think that some of the irony is that you were saying about how Matt Nagy is such a creative play caller, but really there are a lot of times when, you know, uh, Mitchell Trubisky played badly so that I can't think of the games off the top of my head, but where um, Montgomery got a lot, like significant amount of carries, but it was just like, or even like in a quarter of a game, but Nagy was scheming badly for him and just having him run up the middle, like you were saying, but like the, maybe it was the offensive line fault. Maybe it was Nagy's fault that, like just handing the ball off to David Montgomery and saying, go do it. Isn't going to just solve your problem immediately. Of course, giving him some more carries is like a good thing that should happen, but that doesn't mean immediately that their problem will be solved. And it, he has to take that responsibility and start scheming better for David Montgomery. Yeah. Um, so do you believe that David Montgomery will take a leap next year? And do you think that that'll be like it, like due to his own play improving or due to Matt Nagy improving or the offensive line or Whatever you think was holding David Montgomery back last year, will that improve this year? So last year, there were a few players that thought would come back after year two. I thought that um, Roquan Smith was going to have a great year two year. I thought that Anthony Miller was going to have a improve. I thought James Daniel was going to improve. But they didn't improve that much. And Roquan Smith didn't play a lot. of He played a solid amount of games. He did play well. He was very underrated. 
but he didn't play up to, he didn't take that leap. Anthony Miller did not take that leap. James Daniels didn't take that leap. And I think I was expecting too much out of them. But what I will say is that I do believe that the offense will change this year. And I think that David Montgomery will take the leap, no matter if he improves this offseason or if he stays the same. I don't believe he'll get worse. If he stays the same, then he will have a way better year than last year because everything seemed like it went wrong. The quarterback, the defenses could stack the box. Because the quarterback, they weren't worried about the quarterback. So if you could stack the box, it makes it so much harder for Dave Montgomery. And then stacking the box also makes it harder for the offensive line. The offensive line struggled for multiple different reasons, but mostly, or a big part of it is probably they, they were able to stack the box. And going coaching, Matt Nagy thought it would be smart. Okay, now we're just going to only pass because if they're stacking the box, then we have less, then we have less people to... If they're only stacking the box, then we can pass it easier. But when you have a quarterback that's not great in Mitchell Trubisky and who's playing very poorly, you can't do that. He's not going to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. You can't read defenses. So if there's six or seven people rushing or five people rushing, if they're blitzing or something like that, he won't be able to identify the holes that are probably bigger now than they would be if they were rushing four or three. And that's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is if the pass game isn't working, and you're not running the ball a lot, where is your offense? The Bears had no offensive identity last year. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass the ball. And I believe that Matt Nagy will realize that their offensive identity can't come mainly from the passing, that it needs to come through running. And the Bears in 2018, it seemed like they were maybe more of a passing team, but it felt like their offense had an identity. Well, Oren, let me ask you. Let me ask you this real, uh, like, real quick. Do you, like truly have faith that Nagy will adjust because throughout all of 2019 season, he seemed blind to adjusting, even though those problems were persistent with the passing. So of course you want Matt Nagy to adjust to having more of a run first offense, but do you truly believe that Matt Nagy, like do you have enough faith that Matt Nagy will do this? I do have faith that Matt Nagy will do this because let's go to even last year, week one, he handed the ball off to David Montgomery. Not a lot of times, only six times. And then the next week he handed off 18. So I think it comes to the point that he realized after week one that they need to run the ball more. So in week two, they ran the ball more. And then in week three, they handed the ball off, not a crazy amount, 13 times. The Vikings, they handed off 21. And then it started getting worse and worse. Against the Saints, they handed off two times. So I think it really goes to show that in the games that they run the ball a lot, they're five and one where they run the ball over 16 times with Dave Montgomery. Let's, um, when they run the ball over 16 times with Dave Montgomery, they went five and one. The only game they lost was against the Chargers. And I think that the Bears, that game was kind of a fluke. Because not only did they lose on a game-winning field goal, Eddie Pinero missed a lot of field goals. I think he missed two. The Bears offense couldn't score in the red zone. Dave Montgomery put them in a position to win. So I'm not blaming Dave Montgomery for that loss. I think Dave Montgomery, if we're talking about that, David Montgomery won them that game. Even though they didn't win, yeah. David Montgomery put them in a situation, in a position to win multiple times, and the Bears team, the Bears offense, special teams, was unable to do that. Okay, and so, like, back to the original question of will he take a leap? I think you've kind of touched on, like, what the problem was. So are you saying that you believe that all of this will improve in 2020? And additionally, do you think that any, like, part of David Montgomery's uh, lackluster play in 2019 – was his own fault, or you think that he was truly playing the best he could have? I think, obviously, no running back is perfect, and I think there was right. some 
picks. He's not great in open field, in, not in open field. If he has a straight line to the end zone, right? He, like in the Chargers yeah. game, like he broke the deck. Like, yeah. I mean, of course, that was a great run, his best run of the whole season, but still, you know, if that were a bit speedier running back, would have been a touchdown. Yeah, like Tariq Cohen, that would have been a touchdown, no doubt yeah. about it. But the problem, that's one of his weaknesses. But the thing is that the Bears aren't asking him to be Tariq Cohen. The Bears right. are asking him to run the ball up the middle, which they're not doing enough. Well, maybe not even run the ball up the middle. I mean, not all great running backs have to run it up the middle. Even guys like Derrick Henry, the huge guy, you know, he doesn't, he's better, more of his own runner. So I, I don't know if uh, David Montgomery's success will stem out of the middle, especially because he's so versatile. They might, you know, he might have some plays where he's bouncing to the outside from running up the middle. So yeah. what, I think what you're, when you're saying running up the middle, you probably mean just like, you know, giving him the ball a lot, but like Instead of, just I'm, making I'm a correction of, of making like a halfback toss you run a halfback dive or something like that in the sense that instead of with Dave Montgomery, you need to use his strength. His strengths are not speed. You're not going to have him outrun a cornerback. If you right. do a toss, that's not what he's great at. Maybe you do it once or twice because they're not expecting it, but you can't rely on him doing that. It's like Tariq Cohen. You don't want Tariq Cohen to be running up the middle at the one-yard line. It's not what he does. Yeah. He's small, and he's, that's not what he's great at. Maybe he'll pass it, you know, like Giants game. Yeah. Uh, but – okay. um, you don't. You need to know your personnel. I think Dave Montgomery. I mean, I think Matt Nagy will learn his personnel this year, and I think he'll be able to identify Dave Montgomery's abilities, and he's going to utilize them more to his strength. Like also, you realize that the Bears played a lot, or Dave Montgomery had a lot better when they were in the I formation, when they had a fullback to block because it just made it easier for him. It made it easier for the offensive line. And the Bears need to go back to that. They need to work off of that. Yeah. I think Building the offense around him instead of building it around the quarterback will help their offense and will help their offense greatly. All right. Yeah. You touched on most of the points that I was going to say. So I won't like, you know, ramble on for too long. But yeah, basically, I, my confidence is a little wary about this Bears offense and Matt Nagy. I mean, 2018, he was an amazing coach, obviously, one coach of the year, blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows. Uh, 2019, he was very iffy in his play calling. So, I'm a little scared for 2020, like with the questions that I was giving you. Um, Don't you think that a whole off season would enable him to, to realize what he did wrong? Well, yeah, of course. I I hope so. It's like, I definitely have not lost all my hope in Matt Nagy. I still am like, I still have mostly a positive outlook on Matt Nagy as a coach. Uh, So yeah, you know, looking on the bright side of things, yes, Matt Nagy will be able to adjust, but also you're talking about the off season. This is of course a strange off season with Corona. So that could have some effect and that he doesn't have um, as much time to truly adjust. But basically looking at the positive outlook, I do think that uh, Matt Nagy will be able to adjust this offense. And like with all the positives, with let's say all the negative parts of 2019, if that improves in 2020, then yes, I 100% think David Montgomery will take a leap. That means if they focus more on um, the running back position, or at least even if the quarterback position is just playing better, you know, I don't know, you were saying that they have to, focus more on the running back, which makes sense in a normal Bears offense. You know, that's how it works. You know, you run the ball at the middle, run first. But this is a Nagy offense, and if he's finding success in the way that he wants to do it, then that's fine. Just I don't want him to, you know, be stubborn like we saw in 2019. So yeah. anyway, if all of that works out, if the offensive line is better, blah, blah, then yes, he will definitely take a leap. Um, I really do like, I love him as a talented player. I, he does not have top speed, like we were mentioning. But I don't think you need that because you have that type of versatile player in uh, Tariq Cohen. So as a player, like, as a skill set, 
I, I love David Montgomery. And I think that the NFL kind of frowns, not frowns upon him, but I don't know what the right word is just, you know, he's a little underrated right now because I mean, it makes sense. His stats do lie sometimes when you're looking at like how badly the offensive line kind of messed up David Montgomery's rookie year. Yeah. So basically I love David Montgomery's skills. If everything surrounding him in that offense works well, then definitely he will take that leap. So do you think that David Montgomery is a good receiving back? And if so, why wasn't he utilized more in that position in 2019? Yeah, I definitely think he's a good receiving back. Or even if he's not great, 100% better than uh, Jordan Howard. And like he was, I don't, okay, I'll put it this way. I'm not sure how great of a receiving back he is, but he was definitely drafted to have that part of a role. Um, There was some quote, I think you might've touched on it in another episode, maybe me, I don't know, about Matt Nagy saying, he didn't like having Jordan Howard because their offense was so predictable when he was out. Uh, like Jordan Howard was a not great receiving back. He like didn't catch balls a lot. So when Jordan Howard was out on the field, it was obvious that the bears were going to do a run. And Matt Nagy was such a creative offense. He likes to, you know, have some trickery or have some, have the defense confused and not always know what they're going to do. My so only, yeah. Go my on. Thing I would say to you is that yes, but Matt Nagy didn't utilize Dave Montgomery in a in a in a position where he was catching more balls than than Jordan Howard. Well, yeah, like I was gonna get to that. Like I think Ryan Pace definitely drafted David Montgomery to be a receiving back. Um, I don't have the stats on me at hand, so you know I, I could easily be wrong about this. But I'm I would say I would go on a limb and say that David Montgomery caught more passes or had more targets or something. He was involved more in the receiving game than Jordan Howard was. So when you're asking about being a good receiving back, um, I'm not sure about good, but I know that he was picked to fill that role. So yeah, that's what I'll, that's what I'll leave it at. Yeah. So I agree that he was picked to fill that role. My only problem is that I do agree that he was picked to fill that role. And I think that what you, what I said, what you said, (laughs) I said earlier about Jordan Howard and how predictable he was, I think that especially in a Matt Nagy offense where it's kind of all about unpredictability and you don't know what's going to happen. And it's like defense always on their toes. They don't know what's going to happen. I think that having Jordan Howard in just made it very predictable and it kind of took something out of the offense, but it felt like they traded Jordan Howard for a sixth round pick to get Montgomery, who don't get me wrong, I think is an upgrade over Jordan Howard skill wise, but I think I do. I truly do. I think Jordan Howard and I think once you look at their careers, once they both end, Dave Montgomery will have such a better career than Jordan Howard. Well, yeah. Also, it might just be because he's given the opportunity. You know, Jordan Howard's in like some uh, – he's still in Philadelphia, yeah? No, I think he's signed, signed with Miami. Oh, well, all I'm saying is Jordan Howard's been bounced around the league, but, you know, maybe Jordan Howard would have had a good career in Chicago if he had stayed there. So, you know, part of Dave Montgomery having a good career just could be attributed to be like being drafted in the right team. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. But I think also my thing about talking about how the Bears need to utilize Dave Montgomery to his strengths, they need to utilize his receiving ability. Now, obviously, that's not its biggest strength, and the Bears didn't draft him for his – the Bears didn't draft him to draft a running back that's only good at receiving. Right. You get a very good running back who also can catch the ball. But obviously, he didn't really do that, which is a bit of a problem. The Bears need to be able to figure out a way to get him to do that next year. Well, do you think – if the Bears' offense is doing well, well, like is it that big of a deal if David Montgomery ca- like catches ball or not? And also, like what leads you to believe that David Montgomery didn't do like 
was David Montgomery not targeted a lot or did he drop it a lot? Like, why do you, you said, obviously it didn't work out so well. So I'm just wondering what we did, like what led you to conclude that he wasn't well in the receiving game last year? Well, he, I'm not saying he didn't catch a lot of balls or dropped it. I'm saying is that he didn't play well because not only was he not getting plays called for him, it was that, for example, I think Matt Nagy would use Tariq Cohen a bit too much in the receiving game, which sounds kind of crazy, but I, in 2018, the Bears, the Bears, I think, were trying to use Tariq Cohen as less of a receiver. Yeah. That's his strength. But the reason they, I think they got Dave Montgomery was also to make it less predictable for the times that Tariq Cohen's in. Because if Dave Montgomery's also receiving back, you could have Tariq Cohen or David Montgomery in the game to catch the balls. While if you're with, or you're, if you're in the 2018 offense, Jordan Howard is for running and Dave, and, and Jordan Howard's for running and Tariq Cohen is more for catching, which makes it even more predictable. But it felt like, it was only, it was the same thing as 2019. Yeah. Um, so about Tariq Cohen being used as a receiver, like, do you think that he should just be shifted to wide receiver? Or do you, or, uh, do you think he should be used more as a receiver or running back? Or do you like him where he is? Like, what do you think about his uh, versatile position? I think last year the Bears utilized him in a completely wrong way. I think that they, Matt Nagy is very creative. And he, everyone thinks he's creative. And I do believe he is creative. But why wasn't Cordero Patterson used more? Why wasn't Tariq Cohen was used, I think, a bit I mean, they do have, like, a lot. They have a lot of guys in their offense. Cordero Patterson makes sense, but it's also, like, you know, Devin Hester was not a good receiver. So, I don't know. Like, Cordero Patterson didn't get utilized enough on the receiving game for me to make a judgment about if he was good or bad. So, I know, like, Cordero Patterson isn't your main point here. (laughs) I might just be, like, be being a stickler. But I think – he's a useful player in the return game. I don't know if he needed to be utilized more in the offense. Yeah. And I do, I would you want to go back to Tariq Cohen. Yeah. Cohen. Um, I think that he needs to, Metlinga needs to use him more in a unpredictable sense. I feel like Tariq Cohen was, Tariq Cohen has played too much as a receiver in 2019. And I feel like the Bears, first of all, need to use him. The Bears need to use him less, not because he's not good, but I feel like he got a bit overworked. Like he's you should, you think you should have that element of surprise, whether like he's a gadget player and the Bears yeah. use too much. The Bears use Cordero Patterson too little. They need to use them both in a solid amount. And that's what I think they need to use David Montgomery more. They can maybe they take two carries away from Tariq Cohen, but having Tariq Cohen in is a huge boost to the team. Not only do they not utilize him well. I feel like they they overused him in the sense. I think he he didn't have that many less receptions in 2019 and 2018. He was targeted a lot. He dropped a lot of balls. And I think that just having him on the team is great, but only in a specific capacity. And I don't get why the Bears didn't use Cordero Patterson more. Not hmm. only I think that the Bears put Cordero Patterson at running back and it wasn't great all the time. But the Bears needed to scheme more for him in the sense of jet sweeps, just crazy plays, anything exciting to get them on their heels. Trick plays that are crazy, like, for example, when Tariq Cohen threw it to Anthony Miller. Mm-hmm. Those confuse defenses. And I get like, you can't use them too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say, like, in 2018, uh, Nagy was innovative. In 2019, uh, Nagy was cute. You know, there are sometimes. Sometimes where you love, like, when the trick play works out, of course everyone loves it. But imagine, like, how much Philly would Philly fans would hate Doug Peterson if the Philly special hadn't worked out. Like, there are a lot of instances where Nagy tries to get too tricky, 
and it backfires on him. It, like, and he just does too many, like he utilizes too many gadgets where he could have just run it up the middle or something like that. So I agree, I, I that, everything in moderation. I think that the Bears should be using them in more trick play sense and not, not even trick play sense, but more of a, of a sense. I think that Terry Cohen shouldn't be used or put at the wide receiver position. I think Cordero Patterson could be put even at like running back because I think that if they utilize him right in the sense that they do a toss to him or even a halfback dive, he's big. I think he's like six three, six two. They could run it up the middle with him. Maybe no one's going to expect it. That's the point, the element of suspense and not expecting it. But I think that the Bears need to utilize Tariq Cohen as less of a focal part of their offense and more of a player who is used for a trick place. And don't get me wrong, I think he's a great player, but I think you need to keep him at moderation. Um, some parts I definitely agree with. Some part I'm going to contest about what you said there. Well, just to start, uh, I saw something interesting. This is how I kind of preface my question to you. I, uh, in the Chicago Tribune, I was reading it. I think it was a while ago. Someone wrote in and asked, you know, why isn't Tariq Cohen just moved to wide receiver? And the journalist there responded saying, like, there's no, there's no point in moving him because that would just, you know, ruin the effect or ruin the gimmick, whatever, like, not gimmick, you know, whatever, like the effect, whatever you want to call it. And I definitely agree with that. I think Tariq Cohen is kind of great in the position where he's at right now, like, the way he's utilized is bad, but I think it's great to have him as a receiving running back. There's no reason to switch him to, uh, to wide receiver, so that's kind of out of the question. But as for um, what you're saying about using him in moderation, I don't know if they really have to. I mean, I did, <laughs> I did just kind of agree with you before, but um, I still think in 2018, Tariq Cohen was used well. He was used very well. And then in 2019, I just think Nagy, like he was trying to run Tariq Cohen up the middle, which just does not make any sense. Yeah. Why you have like a tiny guy? Why not just give it to David Montgomery or, you know, some bigger guy? Tariq, like when Tariq Cohen can be a big part of this offense, I don't think he has to be used in moderation. But that doesn't mean that he should be used as like a ground and pound running back. Like he could be used as a versatile player, but uh, still a key part of the offense. Like you know, Debo Samuel, for example, just the first name that comes to mind. He's a wide receiver, but he also gets a lot of tosses, like a lot and. He, uh, I guess I kind of praise Kyle Shanahan on this a lot, but you know he's very creative with uh, implementing Debo Samuel. So I think the same thing should happen with Tariq Cohen, where um, you know he gets a lot of different opportunities, uh, either on the running, but running to the outside and trick plays rather than um, you know just running up the middle, which Nagy oddly did a lot in 2019. Yeah, I think Nagy, like what you're saying, Nagy has to use him in a better position. And just going on to kind of that, do you think that Tariq Cohen's not even disappearance, but lack of production last year was on the offensive line, Trubisky, Nagy, him? And do you think that the Bears will be able to fix what they did wrong last year and he'll play like his 2018 self? Or do you think he'll regress even more, stay where he, or stay where he was last year? That's something I realized on the show. I feel like we like to blame like one player doing badly. I feel like we like to blame other players, which is funny. Like, you know, Trubisky played badly because of the offensive line, because of Nagy, you know, um, Montgomery played badly because of offensive line and Nagy and blah, blah, blah. So first things first, before I go blaming any other players, I'm just going to say Tariq Cohen dropped a lot of balls in uh, 2019. So that was like some of his 
regression was definitely his fault. And I think like Tariq Cohn isn't a perfect player. I think a lot of times he does like, you know, the human joystick. That's what they call him, like the next human joystick. Um, but I think a lot of times it, it just, I, I, I get frustrated with him because he could have like have a five yard gain and then he like reverses field and is down behind the yard line of scrimmage or something. So there's definitely a lot to blame on him just in general as a player. Like he still has a lot of areas where he can improve. But of course, you know, I'm, I'm going to blame some other players here about, um, I don't think it's Trubisky's fault. I, I don't really see the connection there. But Nagy, you know, like I just said earlier that uh, he should have been, Nagy should have been implementing Cohen into their scheme better. So, and in 2020, it all depends on Nagy. Well, you know what? It doesn't all depend on Nagy because Tariq Cohen definitely has to improve. Uh, he has to catch the balls better. He has to, you know, I'd love to see him juke out players, but not at the expense of, four and five times he gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage so he has to improve his own skill set and complementing that uh Nagy has to play to Tariq Cohn's strengths and like you said we always like to blame other people and I'm not mm-hmm. blaming other people and this is on Tariq Cohen the mm-hmm. offensive line obviously could have been better Matt Nagy could have schemed for him better and this and that but I think that Tariq Cohen came into uh, Tariq Cohen came into this year and he came in this really fancy car and said, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was cocky. He, and that, that, got us, that got the fans cocky, too. Yeah. So. And towards and at the end of the year, I think at the Super Bowl, he was at the Super Bowl. And they said, how are you going to be better? How are you going to be to your 2018 self in the Bears? And he said, work hard. We got cocky. And we didn't work hard. Well, and- yeah, but what, what team that does badly, you know, you ask them and they're like, no, I'm going to, like, just play the same as I did last year. So I don't, like... Of course, he said work hard. I get it. But even when we go to the interview with Ted Larson, he said that a big reason that the Bears didn't do well is because they should have worked harder. Mm -hmm. Going back to an episode before. And I think that it goes to show that the Bears didn't work very hard and they were cocky. And I think this especially goes for Tariq Cohen, who is one of the – he's a good player. But, yeah, I feel like he could be considered one of the leaders of the team, one of the people that fans recognize. And when you have someone who – in the city of Chicago, someone who's so popular – He's like an underdog story. He's short, but he's successful. Everyone wants to, everyone wants him to be great. He's fun. And just everyone seeing how he's doing, it gets the city excited. And everyone around him wants to rally around him. And they felt like, we're so good. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We don't need to work hard. And I think that a sense of, especially for him, a sense of working hard went away. And then once the season started, you saw them not do well. And then once their confidence was so high, it just suddenly got so low. Like, it was so high. You want to, you don't want to be that. You want to be around in the middle, but there was never a middle point for three Cohen either high. And then it went. Well, yeah. And it felt like his drops and everything it felt like everything came back together. It felt like he wouldn't even, he, felt, he kept going out of bounds over and over out of bounds. Yeah. That's what I was saying about, you know, he wouldn't out of bounds. And even if you look sometimes in the Rams game, he seemed like if we sometimes would fall down, just like go and just like fall down. <laughs> He's so unmotivated and so unconfident that he's just trying to dive and try to get an extra yard. Yeah, he's got to like he's got to push himself in 2022. Exactly, and I think that you can't you can always blame other positions because obviously other things if other things went well stuff would have went better for him. But you can't be blaming other people. And I think that even though my opinion is that the Bears need to utilize him less so that he's more successful, in a sense maybe his stats won't be as successful, but he'll have a bigger impact on the team and help the team more. I think that he will improve in 2020 because Matt Nagy doesn't agree with my opinion. I think Matt Nagy thinks, I obviously don't know. I've never talked to Matt Nagy. 
but I think that Matt Nagy believes that they need to utilize him more than they did in 2019. And I think that his harder work and his cell confidence in the middle will be able to elevate his game. Well, I mean, another question is that like a lot of analysts you look at, like, is there a correlation between the Bears 2019 decline and Tariq Cohen not being involved in the offense? I, I think it's interesting now that I look back on it. In our first episode, we talked about why the Bears declined in 2019. We didn't really talk about the decline of Tariq Cohen. And now we're out here, you know, saying it's not really related. So you think that there's like no correlation between, you know, maybe Matt Nagy, like from what I understand, you think that Matt Nagy thinks <laughs> um, that the reason, like part of the reason that they regressed in 2019 was because Tariq Cohen wasn't involved in the offense as much. And do you, like, do you think it counts as Tariq Cohen improving if, you know, he has a standalone individual, like individually good season, but the rest of the offense doesn't improve? Well, it goes to Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson this year had a great season, but all the offense declined a lot. Mm-hmm. That's thing away from Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson had a great season. And I know it sounds kind of stupid, but going to the Bears defense, we talk about how because Tariq Cohen didn't do good, it was Tariq Cohen's fault and Mitchell Trubisky's fault in the offensive line and the wide receivers and every and the coaches and everything. But you can look at the defense, for example. Khalil Mack had, I think, a 16.4% win rate against defensive line weeks one through three. Weeks four through 17, when Akeem Hicks was hurt. And from four to 17, when Akeem Hicks was hurt, he averaged eight. So what's this have to do with my boy Terry Cohen? Is is that you can always blame other positions for their lack of, for their not doing well. Either Mm -hmm. the offensive line was better, he was better. But you can't only blame him. Khalil Mack is so good that he should be able to do better without a key mix. He should be able to get higher than 8%. He should be extra motivated. Tariq Cohen, having a bad offensive line and the coach is not going for him, should have an extra motivation. Instead of feeling so low confidence and saying, oh, I just need to gain this extra yard or I'm going to run out of bounds, he should be saying, I want to gain this extra yard. I want the coaches to to want to scheme for me better. Yeah, I, it's a it's a terrible attitude to blame you know, other positions for you're doing badly, even though that's what we've been doing on this show yeah. for a while. But also, you know, we can never, we can't speak for Nagy. We can't speak for Tariq Cohen. So of course, this is all just, um, this is all just theorizing. And maybe Tariq Cohen has been very humbled by this experience. Yeah. So. And it just goes back to what we were saying about earlier about Dave Montgomery is that even though we were blaming the offensive line, not him, I believe that it was the offensive line's fault. I believe that Dave Montgomery was fully not able yeah, to. But, it, but still, think- it's not a good outlook to like, if exactly. I'm David Montgomery, I'm not going to be blaming the offensive line because that's not going to help you at all. Like you exactly. still, every player has to have the outlook that it was everything was their own fault. Exactly, but as it's a, like it's like blaming the refs. Like you can't do anything about blaming the refs as like a team or like it, it just seems petty. You know, it's a petty way to blame other people. Right, and you got to take responsibility. David Montgomery should be blaming the offensive line. But I'm saying as a fan, right? Exactly. I think that it was the offensive line's fault. Now, obviously, Tariq Cohen, like I said earlier, would have done better with a great offensive line, a great quarterback, great coach, but he didn't have that. And he should have been extra motivated to take work with what he had. As, as a leader, he should have been extra motivated to take this team on his shoulders and elevate them and make them better than they, what, they, what they were with Tariq Cohen not taking them on their shoulders. Yeah. All right. So, um, 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 um. Now we're going to talk about the Bears running back acquisitions or, you know, should they have acquisitions? acquired other players yeah so the only other player on their sorry (laughs) the only other running back on the bears roster besides from montgomery and cohen is ryan now is that true 
don't they? Like I looked at. They they have some undrafted free agents, but I mean the three players that let's say were on their roster last year that will be on their roster. Yeah, this like the three, you know the the third running back, like the third main running back aside from Montgomery and Cohen is Ryan Al, who you know is pretty unknown from like you know casual Bears fans. Orin and I tend to like Ryan Now because he he always puts on a show for us in preseason. Yeah, <laughs> you know you never know what goes on in training camp. So anyway, should the Bears involve Ryan Now more? And or or, you know, should they acquire a different running back to be involved more in this offense? So I don't I don't consider Tariq Cohen a running back, which concerns me a lot. Tariq Cohen is not a running back. He's a gadget player who is classified as a running back. He could be classified as a quarterback for all I care. <laughs> he's a he's a player who gets five, who should get five or four, four to seven handoffs a game. Maybe even less. That's kind of a lie. When you like yeah. Montgomery was getting like five handoffs a game. So no, one time, but okay, fine. Like, yeah, I know it was one time. Three to five handoffs a game. And that's a bit concerning because without besides for Dave Montgomery, they don't have a real running back. If Dave Montgomery gets hurt, who do they put in? Ryan now, baby. <laughs> no, it would just be it would be Tariq Cohen if they got hurt. It would just hopefully, hopefully, uh Matt Nagy would just not, not have but players play would adjust his playbook. Players, Sorry, keep going. For example, Khalil Mack, he doesn't play all 100 snaps. All, he doesn't play 100% of all the snaps. He plays around 82% of the snaps a game. I look it up. Around like 82, <laughs> somewhere around there. An approximate, but around that. And if he played 100, he would be a lot worse. Dave Montgomery is obviously not playing 100. But my point to you is that the Bears need another running back like a Mike Davis. Someone who's not amazing. Yeah. I mean, Mike, they dropped him. Wait, wait. They, they dropped him. But it was because they paid him a lot of money. They would have kept him if they paid him way less. But also, oh, yeah. they didn't utilize him that much. And also, they should be, even though I love Dave Montgomery, Dave Montgomery's stats may not be as great, but his production will be even better if he has someone behind him like a Mike Davis to help elevate their game. And I think the Bears should go out and sign a running back, a Sean McCoy, a, just someone available on free. Uh, free. Well, are you saying... Like, who's to say that the Bears need or that David Montgomery needs another running back, even if you're not counting, even if you're not counting Tariq Cohen as like a strictly a running back? Who's to say that David Montgomery just can't take the entire workload? Are you saying that because you don't have faith in him as a player or because he's a rookie or just because you think offenses in general strive upon having just like two running backs or like a committee? David Montgomery could go a whole season taking out injuries playing as the number one running back and getting 80 or 90% of the snap of the touches, which probably would get with Tariq Cohen, but he would be his best. He would average the most yards to carry. And the other player would average more yards to carry. If they brought, if they brought another player in, right. If they brought in LaShawn McCoy, instead of averaging four yards to carry for Montgomery, you'd average 4.5. So you're just saying like, you're basically saying right now that the bears would do better on a committee running back. Because honestly, historically, they haven't really had committee running backs. But also, I agree. But also, even though I talked about I think Dave Montgomery is going to be so great, you you saw him for one season. And I think that there's some freaks in nature in the sense that they had Walter Payton and Gail Sayers, Matt Forte. I think even Matt Forte had maybe a backup that would come in occasionally. And I think that just taking a bit of the – especially in the NFL now – Maybe 10 years ago, it's easy to acquire a running back. 10 years ago, it was a bit harder. And now I feel like running backs are not... Yeah, they're available. They're, they're not very valuable. Exactly. They're available. They probably won't cost that much. And you look at plenty of teams right now, 
most teams have a good running back behind them. But even look at Green Bay. They had Jamal Williams, who's a great backup running back. Well, yeah, but they're not like – Green Bay has never been a team known for having a good, like, a good running back. Like, they, they more often have a committee. Even the of course, Aaron – like, last year was probably an exception. Or, you know, they've had Eddie Lacy lately, I guess, also. But I would just say, like, Green Bay isn't a good example of – with running backs because I think that normally they do have a committee. Like, Aaron Jones shouldn't be, like, the standout great running back because – as for Green Bay running backs in general, there is a committee. Like I'm looking at like Saquon Barkley. He has like who, like Wayne Gallman, or I think that's who it was. Yeah. Like, you know, the great running backs who aren't on Green Bay, who like strives on passing, like offenses that rely on the run historically, or at least now, like Green Bay, even now with Aaron Jones is up. Or, you know what? I will say last year they were like, they, they did run the ball a lot, but yeah. I'm just saying like, I think that there are some NFL teams that definitely like have a lot of success with just one great running back. So you, you don't think that the bears can be that. I think that the bears can do that. But what I'm saying is why not get another running back? You'll get the whole NFC North. Even you look at green Bay, right? Yeah. Why you gotta be like the NFC North, you know, you can be your own team. I'm saying is that you look at most of the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Great running backs. Derek Henry had Deion Lewis behind it. Saquon Barkley had Wayne Gallman. He's not great, don't get me wrong, but I think he's better than Ryan now. And I, Terry Cohen, I wouldn't even consider him a running back, like I said earlier. You look at even great running backs. Now let's look at the NFC North. The Lions drafted DeAndre Swift behind Kerryon Johnson. Well, the- he might be above Kerryon Johnson soon, but yeah, I, that Vikings same got, difference. The Vikings got Alexander Madison. Look at great running backs. You can name me a few great running backs. Most of them have a good running back behind them. The yeah, 40- okay, fine run with three running backs so it doesn't have to be like they're sharing carries exactly it's more just like you know uh the second guy can just come into lighten the workload and i think that i think that ryan now is honestly very underrated and i think he could potentially go into that role but i don't want to risk having a player who hasn't actually proven himself in the regular season coming and going into that role and i would rather have someone who is proven themselves go into that role for cheap yeah, of course. Well, I love what I see off of Ryan Now's uh, preseason highlights. It's the preseason. I'm not there. Yeah, it's the preseason, and I'm not there in training camp. So, at least now I'm going to have more faith in the Bears organization in evaluating players than, than myself, and only the preseason highlights. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, looking back, well, around one year later, how would you grade the Jordan Howard trade? Um, like an actual letter grade, or just you know discuss it. Just discuss it. I think that's what yeah. You're okay, that's fine. Uh, I think it was a good trade. I mean, like I said, running backs don't have a lot of value. Originally, you know, I was to be honest, I never really loved Jordan Howard. I didn't understand why he got so much hype. Wow, like he was putting up good numbers actually, but I didn't see what made him specifically special. He had good vision or something from the scouting stuff I saw. But you know, I was really a fan of you know. This is when I was younger, so I might have been like blind to some like. Langford to the clear details yeah I love Jeremy Langford like I'm just saying I never really saw the like Jordan Howard's star potential or his just like greatness even though he did uh, make a pro bowl so yeah I was still a little taken aback when it was for a six rounder but now having under like having understood how invaluable running backs are like they get traded for low picks all the time and that the Bears are able to acquire a guy like David Montgomery that I do really like. And I think that he's very uh, versatile and he has great vision. I-, I like this trade in the end. It's not like a significant trade at all. It's just kind of like getting rid of him. But, you know, I think it was smart that they got rid of Jordan Howard for what Matt Nagy was saying. 
So yeah, I am a fan of this trade. I look back at it, I'm not happy with the trade. Oh wow, okay. For the sense that I don't think they, Jordan Howard is great. They didn't fit into their offense, but right. they need their running back cheap. They said Mike Davis, who is a remote, who can catch the ball, but he's worse than Jordan Howard at running. And they ended up cutting him. If they kept Jordan Howard, even though they would have been a bit predictable, they could have used him behind Montgomery. He could have got seven, eight, nine carries a game. They could have utilized him in the role that I was discussing, what they should get for their team now. And I think that if you really look at it, the Bears could have, Dave Montgomery would have been better. The Matt Nagy would have felt more comfortable running the ball if they had three good running backs. Matt Nagy would have felt even kind of forced to run the ball if they had three good running backs or two good running backs and one running back who he likes. Well, I mean, it's not, he would have felt forced to run the ball. It's not like, oh no, like he would have had some say in the acquiring of those players. So it's not. Of course, of course. But I think that if they kept him and still drafted Dave Montgomery, I would have been very happy because they could have utilized him in a position where you use Dave Montgomery as, I know it sounds crazy, even though he's a big back, you use him as more of a versatile. It's also a money issue, especially like if you're talking a few years down the road when contract. So I know, I know you said, you said rookie contract, right? It kind of cut out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was saying like a few years down the road, especially, you know, I guess a lot could be different by then. But when Dave, if Dave Montgomery's out of that rookie contract or Jordan Howard wants an extension, like that's hard to maintain long term. So I think it's smart what they did that, like, you know, just getting rid of Jordan Howard and bringing in a new guy. I agree. And I think paying running backs is very, I don't like paying running backs. Tedious. I, I think that it's easy to acquire running backs. And even though running backs are very important, in my opinion. I think that you can easily draft one or trade for one or not with a lot of stuff and you don't need to spend a lot of your money on it. But I will say that the bears, I would rather have the, I would rather the bears have a, have a sixth, have a Jordan Howard for one year than a sixth round pick. He's what is that sixth round pick going to do? I yeah, mean, well, I guess he plays for four years, but it's very unlikely, even though Matt, or even though Ryan Pace is good at drafting late, it's unlikely that he'll have an impact like Jordan Howard did. Okay, something I realized, like, when you look at, when you're directly comparing Jordan Howard to a sixth-round pick, it doesn't seem like a fair trade because, you know, this guy made the Pro Bowl, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But if the Bears had just directly waived Jordan Howard somehow, at least in my mind, or, like, I feel like to other people, it seems so much fairer. It seems like, okay, that makes sense. You know, they needed to get a different guy. And that logic doesn't make any sense because the Bears, like, even if the sixth-round pick isn't more valuable, it's obviously better than just waiving him So when you put it in that context, that like, it's not about the value of the six round pick. It's just recognizing that Jordan Howard wasn't very valuable in the first place. And like the, the fallout of that was acquiring David Montgomery. And like, just, I think through the trade, they generally improved their running back position. I think through the trade, they, I think that the bears would have been better in the running game if they kept him. And I think that I get that you can't compare a six round pick to him. But what I'm trying to say is, is that Jordan Howard in one year is more worth for the Bears than a sixth-round pick. Because even though Jordan Howard wouldn't have been the number one running back, he would have been able to elevate their game. Because not only would um, Tariq Cohen have to take less carries, because he's not a real formal running back, I would rather have Jordan Howard take the carries. I'd rather have Jordan Howard, not split it, but take a few less carries than well, Dave Montgomery. With like my logic that I was saying earlier, like, do you think – like, tell me honestly, do you think that you would be so pissed off of the Bears to just wave Jordan Howard because you keep comparing it to the six-round pick thing? I mean, I wouldn't have been happy at all. No, if they 
if they, I would not have been happy. No, because the sense that why would they waive him? What are they gaining from it? They want to get a new running back. Why not trade him? They, they have no trading. If they know people to trade, he's better than most players that you're the, the last people that you're keeping on your 53 man roster. He's better than Ryan now who's on the 53 man roster. He's better than a lot of these players and these players need to be able to, the, then you have to be able to compare and say, if you're paying him very little, you're paying him a fifth round pick salary. That's nothing. Well, no, it's not about you're paying him blank salary. Like, like I was saying earlier, of course, if Jordan Howard was on a lesser salary, then they might to- stick him around because it's about, it's a money issue also. And even if it would like, it wouldn't be an issue in the first year, if you're trying to look at that long-term eventually the rookie that you draft because if that that was a scenario that you were saying eventually the rookie that you draft is going to want more money and blah blah like it does it's not going to work long term with the committee with jordan howard in it oh i understand your opinion that is good that is good (laughs) all right so we're going to end this episode in general do you think or on this bears offense do you think that the running back position is a weakness or strength and in the NFL, like compared to all the other running back schemes or all the other running backs in the NFL, are, are the Bears running backs above average, below average, or just average? So on the Bears offense, I think that right now at the current moment from when they played last year, they are a weakness on their team, but they're going to prove next year in Dave Montgomery and I think Tariq Cohen will play better than he did last year, that they are a strength of their team. Obviously not the strength of their offense, I think that even wide receivers better than them. I think that their tight ends could potentially be not. In the tight end is crazy. I mean, I, I don't. While we'll get into that episode, I, that, that'll be a fun one. That that will be a fun one. But I don't think tight ends. I think wide receiver is the best position on their team. But I think that they'll prove the running. Wait, what? The best offensive position or just position? Offensive position. Offensive. Okay, good, good, good. I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Okay. I love Allen Robinson, so you know. <laughs> yeah. Players. No, but I think that their running back position will become their second best position. And I think that in the whole NFL, I think they're below average. And I think that at the current moment, and I think that Dave Montgomery will prove to be an above average running back. But I think that just seeing how many running backs most teams have and how many capable running backs most teams have, I think that they're going to be at the end of next year around average in like running back skill in the sense that most teams have two very capable running backs, while the Bears, I think, have one capable running back and one gadget player. Wait, yes, you're saying next year they're going to be around average? I think right now they're below average. Next year they'll yeah, be okay. to a tiny bit above, like around 13, some, somewhere around that area. And I think that the reason that they're not higher is I think Dave Montgomery might be a top eight running back next year. I really have confidence in him. And I think that, especially considering that most teams – have two good running backs, have two running backs that they can use. I think that having a team that having Dave Montgomery was one of the few running backs in the NFL, like Nick Chubb has Kareem Hunt. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you look at a lot of the running backs have great running backs behind them. I think Dave Montgomery is one of the running backs at the current moment who doesn't, and that'll upgrade his stats. His stats will look a lot better. And I think that even though stats don't tell the whole picture, if you're looking at, if you're looking at stats in the sense that I think they'll be like 13 because Dave Montgomery will prove to have a very good statistical year. Okay. Um, yeah. Let me think about this. Actually. I didn't even think about the question. I was just listening to you, but mm-hmm. so in 2019 with David Montgomery, I think they're running back. I mean, their entire offense was more of a weakness, but I think that 
their inability to have a running game was definitely like one of the reasons that they did badly. So with that logic, I think that for the bears to succeed, the running back position needs to be a strength. So basically last year in 2019, I would say that the running back position was definitely a weakness. Again, not a hundred percent the blame of Montgomery, definitely part Nagy, definitely part the offensive line, but still that was a weakness because since they couldn't run the ball or, you know, they didn't run the ball and they threw it only. So that made, you know, the running back position a weakness. Yeah. Uh, and compared to the NFL also, they had like a, they were like near last, I think, yeah. in just stats alone about the running game. It was definitely not good. I know, like I said, I hate to blame other positions, but I think that especially the running back, if you blame a group itself, the coach would be one of the biggest factors because it was, I hate to say like the running backs get an excuse because of the offensive line and that now. Yeah, but no, it does. It saddens me so much that, of course, you're going to put the blame on the running back if the running game is bad, but really there's so much more to that story. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, in, like right now, or I mean last season, the Bears running backs were pretty lackluster. And I have faith that the Bears will improve next year because I like they definitely didn't do anything negative in the year, like super, like I don't see why they would decline. So with that logic, I think that their running gap, running game will also pick up. I don't know how much it will be. So I guess it's kind of the same that you were saying, like maybe just a little bit above average, but definitely if their offense is to do well, then the running back position will be a strength on that offense. That's my main stance on this. I think that, like I was saying earlier, the bears need to have an identity on offense. And I think that the only way the bears offense will be average or even above average is if their identity is running the ball. I think Matt Nagy will realize that because Matt Nagy realizes last year and watching all the table last year, that you can't rely only on a quarterback. And especially if your team doesn't have, it doesn't have two elite quarterbacks. And especially like, let's say you look at Doug Peterson or Andy Reid, they have Patrick Mahomes and Carson Wentz, two great quarterbacks. The Bears don't have them. And the Bears, Matt Nagy can, can't call plays like they do because that's not who they have. Like Kyle Shanahan is so great, like you said, because he plays around his players. Matt Nagy can't play around his scheme. Matt Nagy okay, only plays around his scheme. He doesn't play yeah. around players he needs to be able to play around his players and not play based on his scheme yeah all right that should do it for this episode i hope you guys enjoyed and bear down as always bear down if you enjoyed this episode of from the den please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform or if you're a packers fan remember to write some nasty reviews and comments thanks for listening and bear down